Beautiful people, it's your boy Scott here, back at you with a brand new show, brand new show, folks. So, you know, as we're all sitting here watching the narrative collapse, and we're just like, oh my god, what is going on? It's a beautiful thing, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. So, you know, all the things that two years ago, you know, a year ago, the establishment was saying, oh, that's debunked. And all these fools out there that are coming at you saying, oh, that's been debunked. It's like, well, are you sure? Are you sure? Because the science has changed, folks. Or... (laughs) You know, the narrative has changed. That's really what it is. So all that stuff that was debunked is now, what do we say? What do we call it? I say we call it rebunked. So here we are, folks. We're here to celebrate and and appreciate the whole narrative shifting back in our direction. I guess with a healthy dose of skepticism as well, because probably this whole narrative collapse, narrative shift, that's probably all part of the narrative too, all part of the plan, you know what I mean? So look at it with a healthy dose of skepticism. But at the same time, we'll take the wins where we can, we'll take the W's wherever we can get them. And so I'm super excited, you guys, you know, this whole show is going to be, you know, all kinds of different things. I don't want to put it into a box and, and contain it to one certain topic or another because, you know, we're going to be talking about conspiracy. We're going to be talking geopolitics. And I think just the awakening process in general really lends itself to just taking a lot of more personal responsibility. You know, I want to get into some of that stuff, like homesteading, you know what I mean? Like my own personal journey, that's the direction I want to move towards, you know? So I want to learn more. I want to talk to more of you out there that are doing the deal, you know, that are putting solutions in action. You know, I want to talk about recovery. I feel like recovery from whatever it is that's kept us trapped in the dark for so long is so important to focus on. So there's so many directions I want to take this show, and I'm really excited that you guys are here with me. But for this first episode, I couldn't think of anybody that I wanted to have on more than, you know, somebody who's just been documenting and cataloging the whole collapse of the narrative this entire time. And that is Ryan Christian from The Last American Vagabond. So thelastamericanvagabond.com. Please go check out, support his work. And if nothing else, you guys, like, just share it. Uh, he has, he's just been killing the narrative, man. Like, he will just, on each one of his shows, he does like a, you know, five, six, seven live streams a week, just three hours long a piece, like pulling up just all these studies, all these expert testimonies, and just bam, 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 bam. Whatever the narrative is, he just slays it, man. It's just insane and awesome, and the, the standard of his journalism is something that we should all strive for 100%. So, you know, I just wanted to take a moment to check in with all of you guys and just, you know, thank you for coming along this journey with me. And without further ado, here's Ryan Christian. All right, everybody, well, let's get into it here. So joining me today is the one and only, the legendary Ryan Christian from The Last American Vagabond. So if you guys have not been following The Last American Vagabond, Ryan's daily wrap-up, like, man, I don't know what you're doing here. I mean, Ryan, you've informed so much of my work over the years, um, just like your your uh, the standards that you hold and, and just the way that you present the information is just like none other, like none other, you know. And, and you know, this the idea for this show, rebunked, uh, you know, like we were talking before, like they, they, they spend all their time and energy debunking these things and the things that were supposedly debunked, you know, back in 2020, 2021 are now all of a sudden becoming just, you know, socially acceptable. They're like, well, duh, that's always been this way. Right. It's just how they play it. And so what do we call that rebunked? I don't know. So that's kind of the idea behind this show is like, we're going to be celebrating the wins, but in addition to a lot of that stuff, um, 
with this mass awakening that's happening, you know, there comes a lot of responsibility. People are going to have to realize like, uh, wow, there's no one coming to save us. We're going to have to figure things out. So it's going to be a very solution focused show also, but, uh, you know, nobody, I can't think of anybody in the world that I'd rather have join me on this, this, uh, launching off episode than the man who's been informing the collapse of the narrative this whole time, Ryan. So thank you so much. My pleasure, man. Thank you for that. It's it still does. It's still weird for me to hear that. You know, I still I still get a kick out of interviewing James Corbett. So it's the same yeah. kind of. <laughs> you know, I, I feel it. I feel it. That's it's, 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 I love I love that this is continuing to grow and the independent media is not just some fluke. You know, mm-hmm. like it's it's very clear that the entire field has shifted. And that's why we see mainstream so desperately trying to remove us and stick their fingers into YouTube they used to make fun of like 30 seconds ago. You know, it's mm-hmm. great. So I'm so glad you're doing this. And I, love, I like the name. It's a good idea. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's almost embarrassing watching them trying to just clasp onto this narrative with everything that they have. And, and, and they just can't. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Like, are they going to be able to maintain this much longer? Or what are your thoughts around also the level of desperation that we're seeing? Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard, you know. It's it's I, I was just talking about this with uh, who was I just speaking with somebody, and, and we're theorizing about where it's going to go. And it really it's it's as everyone should know, it's completely our, our you know it's it's an educated guess, you know. And I, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, I think that what we're already seeing is the obvious example that that is happening. Like not whether it will happen, but it's already in the works. They're already rolling it back, admitting things. They, you know, really you know eating crow situations, like yeah. ridiculous situations where it's like, oh yeah, then the cloth mask totally doesn't work at all that we were just forcing children to make, whether, you know, kicked out of school, we arrest people. And then it's like, no, it doesn't work anymore. You know, and, and, and censoring people like us for saying very measured objective things that not statistically significant against transmission, which by the way, none of them are. And that's mm-hmm. still the fact. And it's always been that way. And we'll, how long it takes will they grudgingly admit that later and pretend like we were still wrong, you know? But I, I do think that we're seeing it and as a lot of people are feeling, it's a little un- disconcerting, you know, to what's happening right now. Like it's because let's be clear, they're not going, you guys were right. Yeah. We made mistakes. <laughs> they're just evolving the narrative and everything still continues. We're just shifting which mask you're using and how we address what the obvious continuation of the mandates are. Maybe the government's not saying, you know, it's it's it started from the beginning where they said, oh, yeah, you can go ahead and do that thing that we all know shouldn't be allowed so they started it acting like the mandate was on the way and then the mandate didn't fell away. But all of the companies and hospitals and you know, let's remember companies, institutions. I mean, there's like six, five, six main companies and groups that actually run most of the stuff in this country. Mm-hmm. That's not hard to, indi- to, to push. So that's why we're still seeing it. We're still seeing military force shots. And you stand back and go, well, wait a minute. Like they're in real time rolling this back and going, but wait a minute, like this isn't accurate or this isn't right. Or here's the new data that shows this wanes after three months, but let's jump to the next one. By the way, that just came out again today, even from the CDC that the third one does weigh in the same way, wow. which we've been censored for saying like a thousand yeah. times now, you know, it's to your point. Exactly. It's the same point. And so I'm getting off track. I agree that it is rolling away. And I think that what it's, what's for is to get us to relax. And I've said this mm-hmm. a lot. I think the whole point is to get us to get comfortable with, where we are right now. And this is where we are right now is the new normal, right? That's where we are. There's no, you know, even going back to where we were shouldn't be something we want, but that's not even, even in the cards right now. They want you to get comfortable, get accepting the the passports and the the infrastructure or the masks. And, and then maybe a year from now, maybe tomorrow, everything just kind of rolls back in and we go, Oh, and we're a little resistant, but we lost half the crowd because they got watched the, the new shows and they got back into going to Walmart McDonald's and it's got comfortable in their reality, you know, and that's what they're hoping for, you know? 
Yeah, I completely agree. And it's just really incumbent upon us to really just stress that. Like, we cannot get complacent with this. Like, we can't let them get away with this. I can't, we can't let them get away with this. There has to be some accountability, whatever that looks like. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, we can't allow them, we can't give up any more ground. Uh, you know, for, for one thing right there, I think is really important. Then I was just, I, again, I'm forgetting all the people I'm talking to. Maybe <laughs> I was just talking about the same idea. Oh, you know what? I think it was Brian I was talking. Anyway, um, that, that we, that right now, they were, we have to continue to point this stuff out. We have to continue to fight against it. But in the middle of this, like right now, I think is the important time for us to reflect that this is, this is always what's been happening, right? Mm -hmm. It's never been different than this. The only difference is that we are aware of what is trying to happen. And I think that's why they roll this back and never real, never forget that they never stopped these things. Mm -hmm. Like look at like, like JFK, for instance, do we really know what happened there? No, mm -hmm. but we could all pretty much agree that we generally have a good idea about what happened. 9-11, yeah. same thing. They're never going to come up and go, you were right. We messed up. You caught us. So like, right now <clears throat> with COVID-19, people are getting in this weird moment where it's like, and you know what? Hey, if it goes all the way across and everyone goes to jail and tribunals and everything, the, the right Q crowd seems to still think it's going to happen. Great. I'd be so happy about that. And I'd happily admit that I was wrong. But we have to realize that that kind of never happens. No. And the only time what we need to do is, like you said, stay with it, stay vigilant, mm -hmm. continue to capitalize on the wins that we're having and don't lose sight. I think what we're going to see is another QN on Russiagate kind of both angles driving driving you back into trusting the establishment for some reason to be mm. honest i'm terrified about what trump 2024 is going to do to what this all is right now it's yeah. going to divide the community because it's nonpartisan. i think we all see that right now yeah i absolutely agree with you you know i i'm the first one to admit that i was on i was on that i was on that train just because like the lesser of two evils but at the same time i was starting to kind of tiptoe out of the two-party paradigm and I, and I know like you and james and whitney and charlie robinson and everybody even during the up the election and everything they're like you guys it's all fake it's all just and I, I and i deep down i knew that and i even said it on our show i was like i know that i'm being played right now but i just can't you know what i mean like it was just very thick cognitive dissonance dissonance but that has absolutely been smashed this last year you know and and Part of it, which is really interesting, I kind of got like backdoored into like agorism and, and all that stuff just because we started our own little freedom cell back in 2020 and, and that took off and we've got this awesome little community of people out here. Um, it's kind of ebbed and flowed, you know what I mean? Uh, and then I read Derek Bros's book, The Conscious Resistance Trilogy, you know what I mean? And then it described what agorism is and, and just these like anarchistic type philosophies and I was like, this resonates so much with me. And it's like stuff that I have already been putting into practice. So I was like, exactly. well, I guess I I'm like, by, by de facto, like a, a, an anarchist. Wow, crazy. Who knew? <laughs> you know? You're thinking that while you were saying that, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I'm like, I, because I, I hadn't worked with, I mean, I've, I've worked with Derek in, in yeah. small ways for a long time, you know, published his work from activist post and so on, had interviews. But when we started working together, when he started writing for The Last American Vagabond, same thing happens. That was my exactly my experience. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like already doing all of this stuff. I didn't yeah. even realize that's what I was or what I was doing. I just, I desperately avoid labels of any kind. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that hurts us in a lot of ways. This two party paradigm kind of idea, mm -hmm. whether it's agorism or anything. Like, we can talk about it, but I don't want to be like, I am this yeah. because tomorrow I could find something new that alters a kind, you know, perception. I mean, when, if I really sat down with somebody, especially somebody that was invested in one party or the other right now, and we went over like all of my beliefs, especially the ones that they associate with left or right, mm -hmm. I'd be all over the map. And I've had this conversation before, and that's just because I don't allow the party to influence like, oh, I guess I should be there because I am this. Mm -hmm. I just go, what makes me feel like it's, what's the right thing? What, what you know, allows me to make my own choices, right? And then you kind of realize 
libertarian, like anarcho-libertarian kind of a mindset is where I feel like I'm the most comfortable. But, you know, I even that crowd would kick me out when they realized I have another point. That, you know what I mean? it's Exactly. Like, it's important that we just stay broad and open to the different possibilities. Yeah, but it's just such an amazing time. And, and just in that, you know, just one of the key tenets of that whole uh, philosophy is just the idea of the parallel structures and building new systems. Yeah, peer and yeah. And as this whole thing collapses and people are waking up, like we're over here building our own thing and people are going to look over and be like, wait a minute, I kind of like what they got going on over there. And so they it's exciting times, man. At all. They seem to be healthy. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I'm hopeful. You know, that's that's one of the big things about this show is that I feel and I, I've always said this, like I am very hopeful. And, and the whole idea being is like, we're just going to keep building and keep growing our little corner. And so it, to the, hopefully to the point where it doesn't even matter what they're doing. We're over here thriving no matter what, even if we're out in the woods, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the people right. that live outside the cities that live very different lives, you know, that may be us, but you know what? We're going to be thriving. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm hopeful. So I'm with you there. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but they're pushing, you know, one of the things that, uh, it's just crazy, like this Homeland security thing, like, um, you know, the, yeah. uh, the miss, dis and mal information, uh, narrative, right? So I had to look it up. I'm like, okay, so what's the difference? What's the difference here? So um, this is just a site, Minitex. I don't know, but uh, it seems like I, a good. I've heard this. I'm interested. I didn't. I, I didn't. I forgot to. Look. I'm curious what they yeah. think their the differences are. Let me hear. It. Okay, so misinformation. It says unintentional mistakes, such as inaccurate photo captions. So just accidents. So we we report on something and we don't realize that we're uh, misreporting it, right? And then disinformation, so fabricated or deliberately manipulated audiovisual content, intentionally created conspiracy theories or rumors. Um, and so, you know, well, I'll, 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 I'll do commentary in just a sec. And then malinformation, this is the interesting one. So deliberate publication of private information for personal or corporate rather than public interest. And then it says, such as revenge porn. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, deliberate change of context, date or time of genuine content. It seems like malicious. So malicious information, putting out information maliciously. Um, that's the way I kind of read that. That's what I yeah, see no, as like totally. revenge porn. But like, so just again, the projection that I see in that, because right. I mean, disinformation, like one of the biggest examples that, that the establishment is doing is like when they're uh, showing what, what it's like inside hospitals and they're using photos from like 2014 or they're yeah. using mannequins, stuff like that. Like that's deliberate disinformation and then malinformation. How about the fact that you're releasing Homeland Security briefings saying that these people who just want to be free are the worst domestic terrorists on the face of the planet and probably don't even deserve human rights. Like that is pretty malicious in my opinion. hundred percent. Oh, how about yeah. the best example right, slash worst example out there, Matt Aguirre. Somebody mm. who visibly, verifiably oh, yeah. re recorded on the record hurt by this injection from the trial. She's still in a wheelchair, still eats through a tube. And to this day, on the record for the VAERS that was put in by them, says stomachache. Yeah. That's swear to God. I and mean, that makes me it makes me sick. Yeah. And and she was in front of Congress. Her mother's crying. Why won't you help her? Nothing. Right. Talk about misinformation or malinformation. But it's such a weird distinction. Like obviously, I think there's a I, I don't know what it is. But I think we need to acknowledge there's a reason, an intentional, thought-out reason why they broke those things up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is yet. We could guess at it. But clearly, I think miss is what they would like to pretend happens whenever they want to, you know, the rare moments when they admit they were wrong in the mainstream media, which is they're wrong all the damn time. That's usually dis and mal if we're going to use those terms. But that's maybe why to be like, oh, they get it wrong sometimes. We all make mistakes, you know. But then the disinformation is obviously what they want to pretend 
we're doing mm-hmm. kind of like a mix between those two. But my point is, wouldn't that just kind of be the same thing? Like yeah. if you're intentionally trying to mislead people, why wouldn't that just be Mao? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a weird distinction is my point. Like I'm feeling something there. There's a reason they broke that up, but I'm, and I'm sure we'll see it flesh out. Is my point. So just people out there, remember that my gut tells me that's going to be very relevant. And I, I felt that when I was reading it too, I'm just like the acronym, everything. It's mm-hmm. like they're planning something with this right now. And I think we don't need to be that, that psychic to pick this out. I mean, this is obviously what Whitney and I were talking about in 2020. And I find that to be really interesting. I might even dig that up again today. It was in, when Whitney and I, I got to give Whitney all the credit for that. Mm-hmm. She was the one that was apps. She was like, we need to do a special about 2020, the election, where it's going with COVID. It was just kind of on the radar, you know, and how this is going. And man, she, we, I mean, it was her research and we just nailed this down. We did multiple reports and I got really into it as well. We started researching and, and then it, like a week, couple weeks after there were people that were like, you guys are so wrong. Nothing happened. You know, look at where we are right now. I mean, it is like exactly what she thought was going to happen. The, 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 the domestic terrorism, the crossover with the technology, with the COVID-19, it was, it's everything. And we play that same clip from her 9-11 thing. Uh, what's her name? I forget the lady's name now, the blonde lady who said that this, we see a new 9-11 building, it's on the way and we don't know how to stop it. I mean, that's all of this. Mm. That's January 6th. That's mm. the whole right wing supremacy whole thing. And now, now look at this whole trucker thing. Mm-hmm. I, maybe you can give me your thoughts too, because I'm really fascinated about this. I'm getting really concerned that that, well, let's be clear. I would argue the vast majority of people involved in that is are 100% organic. They're yeah. absolutely doing whatever they think they can do within their rights to stand up for what they believe in. Every time, no matter organic or not, those things get used yeah. every single time by the people yeah. that want to manipulate it, whether that's agent provocateurs or just framing them ridiculously, like with January 6th, or, you know, obviously that was both, yeah. but I'm really worried that that's how that's already going, whether it's from the leadership down or just how it's just being irresponsibly framed by the media. It's already being built into some like, I mean, Doug Ford just declared a, a state of emergency in mm-hmm. Canada for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is getting pretty ridiculous and all it's going to take is one. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not, I don't want this to happen, obviously, yeah. but imagine an agent provocateur sets off some kind of an explosion at one of these areas. It wouldn't even matter the context. Yeah. They would just be like, see, this is what it leads to. Here we are. Everything's locked down. State of state of absolute nine 11 level lockdown. I mean, well, look at that. How about that thought? Yeah. How they just use lockdowns as a rationale because nine 11 stuff. Then all of a sudden you got the complete crossover between domestic terrorism, COVID-19 climate change, whatever they want. We just lock you down because that's what makes sense. Right. Yeah. I, go I, yeah. I mean, it's so true. And that's such an easy way to get black pilled. Once you realize how easy it is to hijack whatever it is that we try to do for good with good intentions. And then, and then, uh, you know, they can just take it and do whatever they want with it. And then it's like, well, what's the point? What's the point? Or maybe oh, I shouldn't not, go. It's not you know, a reason not do it. That just no, no, that. I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I 100% agree. It's not a reason to not do it, but I feel like that's a, a piece of it too. But also, you know, Yes, I, we, we go to rallies all the time, you know what I mean? And, and that's a very important piece of the puzzle. But also, you know, we also need to be building our own, you know, building our own on the side. But anyway, but as far as the trucker thing goes, like, yes, it's just automatic that the media is going to spin it whatever they whatever way they want. And it's just so also frustrating how, like, all it takes is, like, one of Trudeau's guys to go down there with a with an American flag and his can or not American flag a, a swastika flag and like his cameraman and who they who they busted like taking photos of it just to propagandize the whole situation in a negative light. Then it's like that's all it takes. That's all it takes is one camera and one guy with a flag and the whole thing is ruined. You know, or it takes one guy with a backpack full of whatever to to ruin the whole thing. And and then and, before, yeah. just, sorry, I, 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 there's so yeah. many topics in here. Just to comment on yeah. the flag thing, I, I don't understand why people can't ask. I mean, I do understand. Yeah. It's so obviously frustrating that why we know 
the left would point at the right and say the right will just make things up to lie about the left. The, le the right will point at the left and say they'll do. So we're all very aware that people will politically lie for their side. Mm -hmm. Yet we can't seem to make that logic in reverse where we're like, okay, like why can't they stand back and be like, well, it could have been somebody who went out there with that flag. So to make the point that they wanted yeah. people to see, but we, it's like, that's off the table. Like that's ah, conspiracy theory because it just challenges the possibility. It's just so frustrating how willfully dishonest we are yeah. if we're lost in the two party paradigm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, 100%. Uh, but, you know, to your point, too, like I've seen this like, ever since January 6th, like, like, the, or even before that, you know, they're building up this certain narrative and the chessboard is set perfectly positioned to where, you know, all it takes is one little, prov you know, provocateur event or anything like that to just kick off what they want. I mean, let's be real. We know what they want. They want like complete clampdown, complete top down control, complete uh, silencing of any dissidents, you know, to the point where, they're going to be like, once this evolves into the point where they're putting us in boxcars or just executing people in the streets, there's a segment of the population that will be cheering that on. And that's what they're driving towards. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fully convinced of that. You know? I, I, and that's and to some people that may sound extreme, yeah. which is, which is funny because those are the same people that would otherwise be pointing to why we have a white supremacist Nazi uprising in this country. Yeah. yeah when you point that out, Oh, that's fake news conspiracy there. Cause they don't like how you're framing what they're doing. Right. It's, yeah. it's just interesting that it's acceptable in one way, but it doesn't matter whether it comes to the extreme of boxcars and whatever else. Yeah, yeah, totally. The idea that that they will, you know, it's 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 happening in our own. Like, look at it this way: we already have people being corralled, and and whether you claim they're sick or not, even even though we have to admit right now we're all sick until proven healthy under the guise of the government right now. Mm -hmm. So you're being rounded up in quarantine hotels, if you want to call it that. It's, I mean, it's the exact same situation. This is why I keep pointing to people, whether you whether you want to pretend there's you know valid or not, people that were saying I was there. Right. I'm still alive. I was there when that happened. This is worse. I've seen five or six people say that. And yeah. it, it, it's so embarrassing that we what they, I mean, the, the most embarrassing part is the media acts like they don't exist mm -hmm. because they're not going to come out and be like, liar, because that would be ridiculous because, mm -hmm. you know, that would make them look really bad. So they just pretend like it's not there, which shows you how dishonest they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, at some level, we can have to understand that this is whether or not it's justified. And that's important. Obviously, it's not, in my opinion, and everything we can see. But whether or not it is, I've said this from day one. Let's just pretend there's some super thing out there. and We're all, you know, super in danger if we don't do what make our own choices. That still doesn't change the fact that everybody should have understood from day one that the only thing the government is allowed to do, regardless of what they stand up and yell and scream danger, you know, whatever, is suggest what you should be doing going forward, give you health adv advice. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing. The moment that they said this has to happen, that's that's tyranny. That's authoritarianism. Yeah. That is off yeah. the rails from what we pretend that we are. And the whole and then and then stand back and realize that happened damn near simultaneously all around the world. I don't mm -hmm. know how James Corbett was just talking about this. It's amazing that we are so uncomfortable with the idea of a global conspiracy. It's like, so we can see that they talked about this before. We can see the World Economic Forum and their young global leaders and how they're putting people in places in specific positions and they're open about that. And you stand back and you, but when you say conspiracy, you go, oh, fake news. Mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. like, but, I mean, you literally just acknowledged what this is. They're collecting, they're discussing the plan. Whether you think it's for your good intentions or not, they're planning for it. They're making sure it happens. And now they're executing it. I mean, what mm -hmm. else would you call that? Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're witnessing it in real time and it's, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, it's frightening, but, uh, oh man, it's crazy. Um, 
Let's see. So shift gears like a little bit here. So uh, Luke Montagnier, we've been reporting on his coverage, you know, and his opinions on this and just like what a legacy that he has, you know what I mean? And so, you know, rest in peace, man. Like that's super sad yeah. that, that he, he passed and, and timely too. Cause one of the things that I wrote down to, to cover with you is, um, you know, you've been doing some amazing reporting on just this reemergence of the whole HIV narrative, right. And, yeah. and how the confluence of that with the injections and what we already know about like the false positives that were happening in Australia. Can you tell us a little bit about like your take on this whole reemergence of the whole HIV thing being like front and center headline news. Yeah, yeah, I'm really interested in that. Uh, yeah. And depending on time, I might be doing a show more on that today later. Yeah. Uh, but my next show is definitely going to be in depth on you know kind of combining the different parts we were looking at last time where there's some deeper stuff here. But yeah, it's unfortunate. Luke Montagnier is is no longer with us, and obviously, I mean, he's he was an older guy, but it's mm -hmm, still yeah. interesting to me the timing of it all. And, I and know. Looking at Carrie Mullis in the same regard, I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's we, the the funny thing is to that same point about conspiracy theory, the fact that people would be afraid to like just throw that out there and be like, it's strange, you know, could something have happened to him weird? Yeah, certainly. Well, I don't know why that's off the table, but when you say that, oh, you're conspiracy theory, it's just weird these blocks we have, you know, it's valid to ask that question. There are bad people that would do bad things. Of course, we can acknowledge that, so it's strange. But my thing for him, and we remember for those that don't know, I'm sure your show, your viewers know very well. This is somebody who's pointing out, Nobel laureate, pointing out that he is convinced this is a bioweapon. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that it is a bioweapon, to be clear. He believes, based on what he's seeing, that this is what that indicates. I would argue that, and, and he obviously, to be clear, he's somebody who's way more intelligent than I am in regard, was in regard to this topic. But I would argue that there's other possibilities and that that evidence does suggest that. But just to leave that open, I just mean that there's other avenues. That, and he, even he would say that when you dive into the conversation. But so he was just about to be like, uh, testifying. He had all these things set up about specifically the, this, this exact topic. And as I understand it, interestingly for my research, he was, his vocal point was going to be how this was causing antibody dependent enhancement. Mm. And I find that to be very, very relevant to, to just cut to the chase here. My, my theory here on this is that right now we're seeing obvious immunity issues. We're seeing like from the Swiss policy research study that's talking, basically calling it uh, li um, uh, lymphocytopenia, mm -hmm. dysregulation of your immune system, which by the way, you know, when you compare it to whether, you know, what are you just calling an autoimmune disorder, AIDS, whatever else the, it's weird how people don't associate the term AIDS with what it really is, just an mm -hmm. autoimmunity kind of situation. Yeah. It's interesting that you see these, these, these obvious crossovers, you know, and, and I'm now standing back and wondering a couple of different things. We know that we have the Queensland injection that was, they claim was stopped in 2020, right? That, that had the HIV mm -hmm. clamp on the spike protein. And so that's important for people to remember that the narrative is, and I can't prove otherwise that it was made. They claim it caused false positives. Now, Dr. Bailey says the same thing. I don't believe they were false positives. I believe there was something more going on there. Regardless, they stopped it, they claim because of that. And what's interesting is that then that itself could have been something that created this more worse. So that's one possibility that then just went on from there or made, you know, variants they claim of HIV or whatever else, maybe the coronavirus variants. There's all these thoughts that are even from the mainstream being put out there. But then the other thing is we look at the injection from COVID-19, right? Right now, it's obvious that this is causing and been scientifically proven to cause basically the same thing, right? So we can look at it a couple of ways. Is this causing AIDS or is that or is the COVID-19 causing something that looks or the injection causing something that looks like it or is it caused by the injection from before that's been peripheral you know put out in the, in the population and we're just associating with it right mm -hmm. now I don't, my opinion would be all those things aside this makes the most sense to me and this is all hypothetical <clears throat> remember the studies and the discussions from HIV and AIDS conversation Fauci mm -hmm. also being involved all the way back then oh, yeah. and very highly credentialed experts were saying the same thing as we're hearing today that no 
It's not what's happening. HIV is something, and first of all, there's all there. You can go even deeper, like you could on COVID, and argue that HIV wasn't even there. But let's for the for the conversation here, let's pretend HIV was there, and then they're giving an injection for it, and and it causes something. Is that what we're talking about? Is the injection or so-called treatment for HIV causing an autoimmunity disorder that was then called AIDS? Which, by the way, just like we're seeing today. The spike protein, yeah. all these different situations are able to spread and cause more to happen with people. So it's almost causing its own weird problem that then spreads from there. Now, now we're seeing a similar thing. Autoimmune disorders, lymphocytopenia from the injection. My point would be maybe neither of these things are there. HIV, or AIDS, COVID-19. How about we just have two situations where the same people with the same objective are making things that then cause a similar problem and they're being called different things. Bottom line is it amounts to your body's immune system breaking down and your body begins to hurt itself, which is antibody dependent enhancement. Mm. So even Luke Montagnier seems to be putting in my mind, if that was his focal point, I think seems to be putting this together. Now we can stand back again and look at all the weird correlations to COVID-19 itself. And what he says was an actual obvious insert on not just, we're not talking about the injection now, we're talking about what they claim is COVID and all these manipulations there. Now that's a different, that's that opens this up into a weird other conversation because then you have to acknowledge if you wanted to get into that, that there was something else, which would sort of challenge what I was just saying. But there's a lot of this out there, right? You could argue that maybe that in and of itself was something that was created by the original problem and on and on and on. But the bottom line is, we are watching immune problems explode in people that are injected right now. It's getting worse after every shot, which is what people like Dr. Bhakti, Dr. McCullough, everybody's been telling you. It's just adding to the problem, which is a no-brainer, seeing as how it's the same damn thing based on an isolate that was from the very beginning that's not in existence right now, if you believe the narrative. So the bottom line is you're creating antibodies that don't actually have an effect. And as everybody would tell you, Cole, anybody, if you're creating antibodies that you don't need in your body, that's a gift. You're going to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. It's as Dr. Uh, Cole said, if mm -hmm. you're going to, if you're giving wrong antibodies, we'll sit back and get your popcorn because you're going to watch a horrible thing spread through the population and look at where we are. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can go with this conversation, but I think that's where my mind is at right now, that this is something that has been tested before. Now, the, I guess the last point would be, I don't know whether I would believe, I, I think these people are bad, dangerous people that are willing to hurt people and test on people because they don't care. But whether or not that was something that was intentional then and intentional now, and whether that was something that they even connect as being the same problem that they caused, that's questions we should ask. But my gut would yeah. be that this is an experiment and they're trying to fine tune whatever it is with this final push for the future they're trying to build with nanotechnology, with you know technocratic future. That's ultimately what I think is happening. Absolutely. And and they're using their lackeys in the media to to construct and, and drive the narrative in a certain direction, right? The new super strain of HIV. It's the same thing with the, the heart issues, you know, heart, heart attacks, myocarditis, you know, they're trying to blame it on, on like marijuana use. And they're trying to blame it on like post-pandemic stress disorder, right? They're just like, they're just creating all this, this, these, these elaborate lies to cover their tracks, right? And they're just using yeah. the media for it. I have yeah. I mean, thought on that in regard to the media. I mean, it's, it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that they're, you know, complicit, they're you know, part of the agenda, but I think it's almost impossible. I, I just mm. have to say that because I, I don't mean that that's not because they're, they're not wrong. I think these are some of the most uninformed, unintelligent people on the planet. I think that's why they're chosen, just like they choose people. Like that's what the manufacturing consent argument would be that these people yeah. wouldn't be in those positions if they didn't exactly. already hold certain beliefs. And it's, you know, the Don Lemons and, and, uh, uh, you know, whatever. I always, I always blank on people. I'm doing that, you know, left, right, whatever yeah. people are, are, they think they're in the know. 
That's mm-hmm. why they're so convinced, but they are completely bought into the narrative. And that's why you see people like Shepard when he, she, when he was interviewing Walensky kind of lose his cool going like, what are you talking about? Like you have, if you're saying third is, is, is the fully injected, why wouldn't you force them to do it? Like even he's getting frustrated because he thinks the narrative is real. My point being that I think the media are just pliable, manipulated people, you know, and that they are just not willing to buy into it. And they think if the CDC says it, it's fact. Like they don't realize there's a difference there. They think research is taking what authority tells you. So overall, I think that they're not people that we should give any credit in regard to like being part of the manipulation. They're just dumbed down being manipulated. That's my opinion though. Totally, man. It's, it's crazy. And so I just want to encourage everybody, you know, just last like week or so, week or two, or just going all the way back. Like you guys got to check out Ryan's daily wrap ups with covering this whole topic. He goes deep, deep in depth, charts, graphics, the whole thing. So, um, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, CDC and all those guys, uh, one of the things that you've also just been hitting really hard that's just so powerful, and I know you said you're tired of talking about it, but like some some of these other countries that are that just have completely different data than than us, you know what I mean? And and so you know, first of all, maybe if you could highlight, particularly Scotland, right? Like their reporting of like the cases per one hundred thousand for uh, you know one shot, two shot booster versus unvaccinated like it's staggering it's it's insane. And then maybe hopefully we can get into what you think is the difference in like how we report versus how they report. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is it's, it's the pandemic of the injected. That's that yeah. hashtag I've continued to use. I mean, there's no misunderstanding this now. They're just in a desperate spinning out, trying to, you know, justify and, and make new steps. Oh, the fourth, look at the fourth, but don't look at the third one. Look at the, you know, that, that's going to happen again. I promise it's going to be looking at the fourth, not the third, the same thing. And the reason is they're just kicking this down the road and hiding what's happening in between this. And it's hurting people. But all of that aside, like that 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 gets into the you know one dose, two dose, and what's happening in between, and all the problems. First point would be that what the injections causing heart attacks, clots, and things they've admitted super rare they claim, which I don't think is true. It's not true, but that is not being associated with COVID in a large way. Some of them may be, but you, that, that what's in that report is only what they say is a COVID test, and then you know and so on. And even that's manipulated by the days, yeah. fourteen days, and so on. But all there's a huge grouping of problems that aren't being associated with the people injected. So that's first thing to remember. That's not even in this report. So, and, but even then, you're still seeing a higher issue with them. That's that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But the case, the cases is the, is right now the most important part in regard to highlighting what is actually continuing what they claim is happening. Now, let's be clear. I'm only taking their narrative and, and running with it. You know, I, that doesn't mean everything they're saying, I believe. But the cases on UK report, on, on Scotland, on uh, in places like, uh, what was the last one, I think, Northern Ireland. All, I've, I've gone through so many of them. Uh, Iceland. They show you that the cases are exploding. And, and one of them was, in fact, in uh, Ontario as well, until I think it just dipped and they're basically similar, which is the same point. It shouldn't be the same, but that you're finding that cases are exploding in the injected. And you can see that right on the reports, not only is the majority of every single category age group in people that are injected, which they dismiss because they go, oh, that makes sense because most people are vaccinated, but they've never argued the majority. They've always argued an increased portion. Now they're running from the word majority because that's the opposite. But on top of that, the risk per 100,000, which is what they used to point at and say you were wrong, is now higher in that group too. In every single group, the risk of somebody catching COVID-19, to be clear, is almost double, if not three times higher, if you have any injections in your body. Just think about that for a minute, if you think this makes sense, and then realize they're going to scream, well, but their symptoms are low, and they're not going to be hospitalized, which we're seeing not, it's obviously not true, if the majority of hospitalizations and deaths are in these categories are injected, right? But the problem is, what keeps this going, and even within their narrative, transmission. 
That's what they've swore up and down about. First of all, lying, this would stop transmission because that's what they wanted you to think because that's what actually you know stops these things. And you can see that over 70% in the United States, uh, I think it was 84% in the UK. And similarly, I think it was at 87 in Scotland. Last time I looked, over 80% in every category are in the fully injected. And then you realize, as Fauci has told you, that their their mucosal immunity is almost four times higher in many cases. They're able to catch and spread. So the real question should be, why aren't we protecting the uninjected from people that are obviously the, the transmitters of this problem? But they won't ever talk about that, right? And it's just it's an obvious counterintuitive situation. And then you add a natural immunity to that conversation, which they're now grudgingly admit to, admitting to get to your other point about how they're slowly rolling these things yeah. back out. And it just becomes meaningless, right? But then, and, and you could, if you want to, you step into hospitalizations and deaths and you just realize quite plainly that not only in many cases are the risk for 100,000 also higher in certain locations and certain age groups, but the majority in every single case is higher. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how it would make sense for anybody to stand back and go, okay, so let's just say 90% of the population is injected. So that, so, and then and you look over how many people are hospitalized or dying and it's 90% of the people in the category are injected. How do you think that makes sense to people? Why would the majority, in fact, the exact same percentage be represented if this thing is reducing hospitalizations? Think back to like in any other injection that's been given in a mass way throughout history, any of them. Do you remember there being a discussion about how you gave this thing to them to help them and then the majority of people in the hospital were the ones that got the injection? That's never been something we've heard before. And yet they're acting like that's totally normal and they're conspiracy theorists. It's frustrating, but people are beginning to see it. Yeah, totally. Um, so in, in your analysis of this, have you seen, like, obviously we know like, uh, America here in the United States, like the, the data is being reported differently. Otherwise, you know, it would mirror the results like in, 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 in Israel, you know, or, or more recently the UK, like, do you, can you see any specific difference in how they're reporting? Like, yeah. are, for example, like Israel, are they including that 14 day after the second shot in the unvaccinated category? Like we're doing, or is there like a specific difference in how the data is being reported? That's, and that's another point there that I jumped over. There's so many angles to this, you yeah. know, and, and for those that don't know, <clears throat> that's a really important manipulation right there that, yeah. that he, Scott just touched on is that in every situation you'll find, and we all know this because they've given you this from the beginning before we realized why it was there, a supposed weird two week period where you're not technically vaccinated until we get past that point. Now, I can acknowledge a logic to saying that, well, it's not effective yet. It hasn't kicked in, which yeah, there's conversation to be had, but why I don't think that's entirely fair, but let's just give them that. Okay. But there's no scientific reason why you would ignore yeah. anything that happened in that period to consider whether the injection could have caused it. Those are two different conversations, right? The injection having an effect in your body, like, you know, having a weird situation that causes a problem could happen instantaneously that whether or not it's effective to fight the problem has no bearing on whether it can hurt you. Right. That's an obvious thing to point out, but yet they argue, well, 14 days, it's not started yet even though it's in your body, therefore we kick those where down, right? Mm -hmm. So you get one shot and let's say you die in 13 days, that's counted as an unvaccinated death. They're all yeah. open about that right now. They don't really tell you that, but it's in all their documentation. Now, Scotland, and I think, where was it? I think it might've been the UK. One of the locations has already moved that 21 days for the first shot. And the reason that's so relevant, if you've seen my shows, I point, I show you this, I think it was Joel Smalley's the one that broke this. Alberta released information that verified and then deleted it. We have it saved that, mm -hmm. I mean, upwards of like 90% of all the problems that happen after that first shot happen within 14 to 21 days. Now, what that means is they guarantee that all these problems, like, and this is for, let's just take deaths, for example, 14 days are 50% of what happens. That's cases, hospitalizations, and deaths, 50%. Mm -hmm. 
So that means that all those problems are being kicked down to unvaccinated and they know this. That's why they deleted yeah. it. So why would you make a conscious choice to hide that unless you were covering it up? You move up to 21 days, that becomes 70% of the deaths. Wow. That's a conscious choice, right? That's why that was moved in my opinion. Now to that point, that happens in every category. The first one is the biggest and in the mo it has the most, the highest spike and it's concentrated the most. But dose two, dose three, same thing. They're kicking these back. So within that first 14 day period, they dump it back into the other category. That's why the UK is only comparing unvaccinated to three, three dose because every problem that's happening in the, the beginning of it, which is the majority mm -hmm. is kicked into two and they go, don't look at two anymore. That doesn't matter. But how does that even make sense? Because a week ago, you were telling people two doses was all you needed. So, so just because you point to the next one doesn't mean that the person who's going from one to two shouldn't be aware that you're right now at a higher risk for being in that position, right? It's just willfully dishonest. Now I lost it. Oh, your point was the CDC. This is a really important point because I've dove, I, I've, people ask me, why aren't you looking at the US debt? I am. And I've done a couple shows where I compare same thing in Israel. I bet Israel's a little better. They're playing games with what they show you. And this yeah. has been pointed out by plenty of experts, far more credentialed and, and intelligent than I am, saying that, look, they're, they're intentionally pluck, plucking out the one key thing in this database to, to make it so you really can't figure it out for yourself. Ultimately, you have to take their word for it, right? And they're jumbling things up in these really weird organizational ways where it's like 18 or you got the age grouping for every day. And then it jumps again down to the next day with every age group. There's It, it would take you... A, all day to break this down and organize it to where you could actually figure out and they do that intentionally. Right. Mm -hmm. And so my point is with the UK, with Scotland, you have these breakdowns where they're breaking it down. Now I'm still arguing they're playing games with how they're showing it to you, but at least you have the information in front of you to pluck out and average out. And which is what I do every time I mm -hmm. add them all up and I give you the percentages based on every category because they don't give you that information. You have to do it yourself. Right. So yeah. I think that it's obvious misinformation. They're playing games, just like we saw them do with natural immunity, with everything else. They're, they're lying to you. Yeah, and it would seem like it, if we really want to get to the the bottom of this and really get accurate reporting, they could have th three categories: vaccinated, or fully vaccinated, unvaccinated, and then the twenty one day waiting period. Like, let's do that, you know. Exactly. And, and, and but but that would just destroy their narrative because, like as you said, all the deaths would fall under that twenty one days, and people would be like, "Dude, I'm not doing that." So you know, right. oh well, I mean, my god. If you weren't told the beginning of all this, yeah, you know, get the shot, right, and and it will protect you. They'll say that, but. Mm -hmm the majority of people that end up dying will be people that have the injection. Yeah. Does that sound right to you? Now they can yeah. try to explain that now. Well, it's because most of them are injected. But if they had told you that in the beginning, you would have been like, well, no, thank you. Why would I do that? If that doesn't make sense, especially then they add on and you're also at less risk than the flu, but go ahead and take it. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that really doesn't yeah. make sense to anybody. And that's why these things were hidden from you. Yeah. And, and so the fact that they're hiding at all in general, period, is just such a diabolical egregious like just a declaration of war against us as as humanity man it's just so awful like like your show above all else i say like just in terms of like informed consent like that's what we're after like that's all we're talking about here like if you want to get the vaccine that's fantastic you know if that's a decision that you make for yourself and your family great but you know it's really important to have all the information and when the establishment and the vaccine manufacturers who have a profit motive are spending all their resources and time and energy to keep information from you it's just like that is the most evil thing. And I, I think it's, it's going to all come out, man. It has to, it has to, I mean, I it it's just crazy. yeah, it really has. It really has. And so, you know, ah, it's just, it just gets me so, so hard, but like <laughs> the, uh, the Pfizer thing, right. The, you yes. know, dragging out the data, right. They're trying yep. to keep it hidden from you until 2076. I mean, these yep. are really basic, easy things to understand a child without like, I, I would argue a child would be would have a better, easier time understanding that because they don't have all the politics swirling around that make yeah. them 
think they can look at it a different way. They'd be like, well, they're hiding something. I mean, it's very clear, right? They don't want to show you the data that backs up what they're saying. Why would you, I don't understand why we can't recognize what that shows you, right? They're intentionally dragging their feet. And every time we do get information, it's pretty catastrophic. I mean, showing yeah. you that the reproductive issues or that they're hiding yeah. what really happened in the trials. And, you know, it, this, I would still argue though, that there are people within all of this, even in the institutions that maybe don't realize, you know, it, this is how top-down control works. Like I would even go as far as to argue that somebody like Walensky might not even have, might not even fully understand that she's lying to you. I'm not trying yeah. to give her out at all. Like yeah. She should be arrested. So should all of them for what they're yeah. doing. But she strikes me as not very intelligent. That's just my opinion, but the way she yeah. reads and the way that she conducts herself. And I would argue that a lot more people than we think are just completely snowed. And that's why they end up in these positions. You know, yeah. even the government, I think to a large degree are being more so influenced and controlled by larger factors that we don't think about. These are puppets oh. to a large degree. Yeah. 100%. Like we just look at them and like, I know you're in that position. Just like you said, the manufacturing consent argument, like they, like, I know you're lying and I know you're full of crap because you wouldn't be in that position if you weren't, you know, that's just well, how well, that's it is. That's a dangerous assumption though, to make <laughs> well, the other direction, right? We, oh. we always gotta be, I trust me. I, yeah. I, I'm the same. And I don't, I, I, don't, I do not trust. I don't trust basically anybody these days, but I don't yeah. trust anybody in these positions, but I also don't think we should go as far as to just say, because you're there, you're therefore dishonest, even uh, though it's probably true. You'll probably get 99%, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Better than them, you know, in every way we can. True. True. You're right. You're right about that. hundred percent. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and so, you know, I want to highlight some of the wins we've been getting here. So like, uh, for example, uh, like Reuters, for example, came out a couple, what was it? A week and a half, two weeks ago talking about, okay, yeah, well maybe ivermectin is kind of a little bit effective. Like, like, so, so are we, are we able to now have the discussion about early treatment? You know, okay. Just in the last week, in the last week, I know two people who have lost loved ones in the hospital. You know, they, they, they came to me and they said, you know, uh, you know, I lost, I lost a family member. I lost my, you know, so-and-so and I'm like, Oh my God. And like, it's kind of hard to have those conversations because immediately I want to go, well, did they go to the hospital? You know what I mean? And just really like, you know, get to the bottom of it. But I don't want to be insensitive because a lot of people still, and they say they died of COVID. That's, that's what it was. They died of COVID. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So now I have a lot of questions, right? With one individual, I was able to be like, so did they go to the hospital? Yeah. Were they on a ventilator? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's like, so how, what, at what point can we start having, is it okay now? Are we permiss, is, is, do we have permission to start talking about early intervention? Uh, now that the whole writers thing is, has deemed it socially acceptable or what do you think? I will, I mean, I, it's crazy <laughs> to pretend that we have, you know, that, and I know that's not what you're suggesting, but it's crazy yeah. that where we're not allowed to talk about it. It's at that, that's the, that's the craziest part about it. Yeah. And, and you're right though. I mean, so it, it, it's an interesting thing to see this kind of slow rolled out. I mean, that, that was that was referencing that Japanese study that found exactly mm. what all the other random controlled trials found up until then that supposedly don't exist, that it's ab absolutely effective and has antiviral properties. I mean, it's been there since the beginning of this, right? I mean, I, I always point to the Science Direct article that literally gets a, it, the title is Ivermectin, a Nobel Prize winning a, a, a drug with with antibody, whatever. And it says for COVID-19 and you mm -hmm. read the first, the abstract says 20 different random controlled trials have found that this is exponentially clearly effective in regard to COVID-19. And it has, you know, one study found like an 80% reduction in mortality and it's on and on and on. And it's just so frustrating that that's like, I even just, um, Derek is, I'll put up an article today when I get done, uh, awesome. wrote an article about ivermectin in, in Mexico. And apparently they just pulled this huge study just because it's politically, un, uh, they don't like it. And, and the, the authors are like, this is unreal. Like you, this, and they're claiming there's not enough evidence to back it up. And of course I went to the Twitter uh, stream, uh, what do they call it? Twitter storm from this guy yeah. who they point to as being the reason this happened to some Mexican pr professor. 
And I just bombed his thing with every single study. And it's like, mm. I do that every time these ivermectin conversations. His tweet is not enough information to provide. Okay, well, here's 20 random controlled trials. Here's 13 other studies that all say the same thing. Crickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it shows you that this guy doesn't even care. Like he must have his own, either he's too afraid to admit he was wrong, you know, because I'm not even saying that evidence then proves it's safe. I'm saying you said there's no evidence. What do you call these 45 studies I just threw at you right here from long before and into COVID-19? You know, it's it's ridiculous. But the point is that this ivermectin discussion will be allowed insofar as they can control it. That's my point is that we will see this happen, whether or not they go, oh yeah, we do realize ivermectin has effect, but this pill is even better, right? I'm waiting for that, right? The malnuclear or whatever they call it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hack of, fiber, of iver, ivermectin and it doesn't even do remotely what it all this does. Even John Campbell broke that down in a video and was like, the pill is ridiculous. Ivermectin is way better. You know, yep, <laughs> yep. someone who railed against the narrative, you know, and it's like, or, you know, in regard, he used to be on the side of the narrative, I should say, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's that's always great too. And we're, we're starting to pull them in. We're starting to pull them in, man. It's so great. Uh, I got I got to give you credit too on that on that note. You know about having like the source material. Like that is so huge. You know, like anybody that's listening, like if, if and I've done this multiple times where it's like something will come up and I'll be like, like I can't even remember an example. Like, but but like I'll, I'll be like, okay, well I, I know I can go to the Last American Vagabond and do a search for that specific topic. And there's a video, and then go to the links, and there's all the sources right there. It's just like it's been an awesome search tool for me. And I know that a lot of people out there. Uh, you know, anybody that, that needs resources about specific topics, dude, just go to the last American vagabond, do a search and you can find the source material below, particularly the mask study thing. So every yeah. video you post like the 40 mask studies. And I have literally in real life on the internet, you know, when the topic comes up, like I've done it with like store clerks, like generally my strategy here, because we're still here in Oregon and I get kicked out still for not wearing a mask. And, but, but instead of having a confrontation right there, I'll call, I'll call and ask to speak to the manager over the phone and it'll be like, look, I've, and I've, and I'll be like, look, and we'll have a conversation. I'll be like, it's really important for you and your customers. You know, you, you should not be doing this to your customers. And if you want, I can send you 40 mass studies right now to kind of just contradict everything that your policy uh, is trying to reflect. But anyway, in real life too, just like, hey, I got 40 mass studies right here. What do you want? Cloth studies. And these are all like pre-COVID studies. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the science was settled. <laughs> I hate using that term, but you know what I mean? Like it's so, that's such an awesome to, tool. To kick them away as they pretend. Yeah. And, and by the way, this has already been shown I mean, this is where you got these loud mouth people on Twitter that, you know, as they point at us and pretend we're doing that, who don't know what they're talking about. And they get the talking point and they run in and go, you dumb conspiracy theorists, you don't know what you're talking about. It's massive always where blah, blah, blah. And, and, and that they're, they don't even understand what they're looking at. Right. And the reality yeah. is it's always been there for all of this stuff, you know, and it's just so embarrassing to watch them try to equivocate after the fact. You know, the mass thing has been one of the most obvious that they yeah. just they lied to you in the beginning and they rolled their narrative back and now they're switching it again. You know, it's just really sad. But but to your earlier point, these are vindicating moments. You know what I mean? Like whether or not they ever admit it, we all and anybody with discernment and two brain cells to rub together can stand back and go, OK, that is what he said then. That's what they're now admitting now. End of story, right? Yeah. You can't, and he was censored somewhere in between there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the frustrating thing about it, too, is like the amount of like they just gaslight us it's just so insane or not us just everybody right, right. so on, on both sides it falls on both sides of the whole narrative so like when back in 2020 like with truezilla our second episode was about vaccines because we we're like okay we know where this is going like that's what kind of got us activated to even you know get on and start talking was we knew that this was leading and then i think it was like episode seven was like social credit score central bank digital currency we're like we know what is happening dude early on in 2020 but of course you know we're the crazy ones we're the ones that are just making this stuff out of thin air right and so you know and then as these things start to roll out then they start to say 
well, no, of course, of course, we have to have like a, like a vaccine right. passport. You know what I mean? And then they just play it that that way. And now the same thing, like with Lena Wynn, for example, right on CNN, where she now like obviously you know said the facial decorations one is just classic. And then the other one being, uh, you know, well, one-way masking. One-way masking is just like, you know, of course it makes sense. Of course. Like, if you're wearing your mask, then you should be totally fine. It's like, if I had hair, I would be ripping it out right now, dude. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just, it's just so blatant. So, oh, my God. It's frustrating. That's the best point. I was actually looking for this meme real quick. But the, the, yeah. it's about the passport one is the best, where it says, yeah. you know, 2020. Yes. Vaccine passports are dangerous misinformation and the people spreading this idea should be stopped. 2021 is people that don't agree with vaccine passports are spreading dangerous misinformation and they should be stopped. And it's like, how can you just well, think about that for a second? Yeah, yeah, how yeah, can yeah. they be crazy and fake and, and a month later be necessary? And if you don't agree with them, you're the same thing you were a moment ago if you thought they were real. It's uh. just this is this is brainwashing. You know, the Lena Wen thing is also this this is. My opinion, this is why I'm very convinced that the majority is very clearly on our side today, because mm -hmm. I think everybody can see this. The people that are lost in the two people that are over invested in like uh, the idea that, that politics are like a game, right? Just mm -hmm. like in a football game, you know, you you you. We, if we, for those that played sports, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, your guy was actually holding and you saw it and you're like, no, he didn't do it. You know, you're lying because you want your, your guy to get the call, right? Or whatever. No, he was in the, in the, in the end zone. No, he wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. and you lie, you know, whatever. It's not malicious. You're just playing the game. You're fighting for your team. That's what's happening today. People are we're just disregarding the reality because they want their team to win. And that's the problematic part about it. And I, I just, uh, shoot, I do that all the time. What was the point? What were we talking about? It was the, uh, what was conspiracy in 2020 is now. That's the important part for me is that this, what we just talked about is the first part, right? Yeah. The mass conversation, all the links, the studies from before we were laying it all out and we were the most ridiculous idiots of all time. I have no idea what we're talking about. You guys don't understand science. Right. And then, and, and it was consistent, including the masks, cloth masks. Lena Wen comes out and says, no, cloth masks don't work. Gottlieb comes out the next day, different channel, different side of the paradigm and says, no, no, they don't, they never work. Then on a dime, we see the entire mainstream media just act like that's, of course, of course, you dummy. Mm -hmm. Of course, cloth masks don't work. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy to me is nobody takes a moment and goes, okay, what changed? Mm -hmm. What? What? Where, show me the new information you just received that makes you so convinced that's not, I'm not disagreeing. I, I continue to say none of them have statistically significant effect on transmission. But just because two people state it, the media just goes, of course, fact. Like, why can't we reflect on that? Like, no new evidence was presented. The evidence that they point to was always there. That means either the entire media apparatus and the government were too dumb to recognize it was there, despite people like us waving it in their face, or they didn't care, and they only now introduce it because there's a narrative shift. Only two things that make sense. And I do believe that most people see that. It's yeah. pretty painfully obvious today. Yeah, yeah. and But also, you know, the, the cognitive dissonance and just the spell that they've cast over people and the mind control is so thick that people are, I mean, they are falling for it. But I just love it. Like, keep keep doing this. Keep making fools of yourself. Like, this is the only thing they have left is just over-the-top lies and exaggeration. And and just, you know, the censorship, is, as you well know, is probably going to continue to increase as we're going up to elections. You know, it's just like, you oh, know, yeah. we could speculate forever. Like, like this is a big year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know if they're going to, they're going to have to be like, dude, we can't. 
have an election this year. We got to figure out a way to like postpone this thing or something because it's all over, man. Like, I like think gonna, I think they're going to push in the right. You've heard both sides go like, well, they're going to cheat. So we're going to cheat. Gee, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen this time. Yeah. Every, each side's going to be like, they're cheating. It's like, yeah. Wizard of Oz. you know, it's going to be like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. that's what's going to happen. And all yeah. of a sudden they're going to use that to drive in the argument that, well, our entire infrastructure doesn't work. That's why we need, what do you think? Whatever's yeah. going to drive you into their technocratic future with their digital this and their, if that's what it's going to be, in my opinion. Yeah. But I, I honestly think that we're going to see, oh, and, and mark my words, I'm going to say this every single show I can until it gets there. I can't wait. And if you see it, send it to me, Scott. I will, I will. First person that comes out and says, I know we say this every year, but this is the most important election of your life. <laughs> yeah. Every oh, single yeah. time they say that without fail, as long as I've been involved, I've heard it every single election, both midterms and anything else. Think about how dumb that is. How can yeah. it be the most, they just, people are just quick to go, oh, this one's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb. All of it yeah. is manipulated. We need to see that by now. Yeah, well, this is the one. This is the one right here. Yeah. Like, like all our problems are going to be solved, right? It's like I just, I just, I just go to the polls and I just vote with all of my might, vote and it's going to fix everything. Yes, vote harder, <laughs> vote harder, uh, man. And I think so. Just, just talking about Lena Win and the narrative and all that. Like, it, it, it is a little satisfying to see, like, CNN, the complete utter collapse of CNN. Like, oh my gosh! Like, how powerful and amazing is that? We got all their main people, spokes holes, like out of the way. Zucker steps down. It's just like. Wow. And then Rachel Maddow takes a leave of absence to go film a movie. It's like, oh, oh, it's so it's almost comical. It's she's hilarious. Not, she's not done. She's <laughs> yeah. an asset for sure. I mean, look, if they kept her after Russiagate, she's not yeah. going. Away, right. I mean, that yeah. that's embarrassingly flagrantly stupid. Like she was like, Russiagate, Russiagate, Russiagate. And then it comes. It's yeah. just like flat. Nothing. You're a complete idiot. And then right afterwards, she's still right up in there with the highest ratings and COVID-19. It's like, seriously, I mean, yeah. I don't even buy that. Like, I don't even believe what you're being told about their ratings and everything is even real, but I agree. And I think what, what I think is happening is, I mean, CNN is also not going to go away unless it's yeah. the plan is to sort of roll it into whatever the new thing is going to be. Mm -hmm. I just think they're playing this teeter totter game. They always do. Right. Just like I, I say all the time, you go back, not even that long ago, the perception in the general was that, you know, the evangelical right are so out of their minds and crazy and irrational and we're the sensible left. right, And then that's, that's clearly flipped, hasn't it? The Republicans yeah. are now for freedom and we see what you want. And the Democrats are crazy, you know, authoritarians and whatever else. And they're all the same way. That's why, that's why the two party paradigm is so important to them because whether you, whether even the politicians saying it, believe what they're saying, that's not what's going to happen. Why can't we see that narrative versus action? You look back and I don't care whether it's Obama or Trump or Biden, what's happened when you look back without looking through a political lens, the policy has not missed a beat. Whether you want to pretend that the one side won and we didn't fight hard enough and we need to vote next time, it doesn't matter because ultimately it has continued the same. And you can go back as far as you want. They've been on a one track path since, I mean, you can go back further for a lot of things, but since, you know, the invasion of Afghanistan, Patriot Act, but even before that, in regard to, you know, Zbigniew new Brzezinski and the aim mm -hmm. and the direction, they've been, this has been exactly where this has been going the whole time, you know? Yeah. And if we can't see that, then we're still being manipulated by it. And I think yeah. that's such an important reality that we have to grasp. But the people invested in this, again, they're playing their game. They want to yeah. win. That's what it's about. Totally. And I think, I think, uh, maybe some of them are seeing the writing on the wall and they're trying to get out of the way because it's all coming down. You know what I mean? Well, and and that the accountability piece, right. Yeah. To extend to, I, I, to my point about the CNN thing is I just think yeah. that they're, you know, 
they're going to, they're playing that game. Like I said, where CNN's now the bad thing, right. Or in, yeah. even though they're all bad and Fox news is kind of rising, but it went the other way during other things, right. Fox was being sure. framed as the, you know, but I think that what's going to happen is a radical change once they get whatever this next direction is going to be. I mean, I really do believe that even, even to the, from an American standpoint, James Corbett's been writing about the engineered collapse of the West for a long time mm -hmm. and, and, and arguing that this has been something that's been being built toward because really, do you think these, Unelected technocrats have a global, have a, na a national identity. They don't care about what yeah. country they're using to facilitate their goal. So it could be shifting to China. And that's exactly, that's what a lot of people are picking up on from the, in, even within the paradigm. But either way, the point is that they're all, they're all on the same path. I genuinely believe that the power structure of the U.S. government, and no, I don't mean the Biden or Trump administration. I mean, the mm -hmm. power structure of the United States government are, are in fact working with China. In regard to how this all went, in regard to the research that they're still doing, by the way, just because it's not happening in Wuhan doesn't mean they're not openly doing gain of function research in like 11 other places in China. This I pointed this out in 2020. You know, when Trump goes, we're stopping the Wuhan research. Oh, what about the other 14? I'm just throwing out numbers. I think it's something like that last time I remember it was like seven other places I saw where they had other labs conducting similar research. You know, yeah. neither side of the paradigm points that out. Why is that? And, and, and aren't they, aren't they, isn't the U.S. like funding a new bioweapons lab in China right now too? Like, well, what are there, we there's a little bit of a partisan, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing <laughs> they're doing everywhere else, right? It's, it's, I 100% I believe that these things are conducting bio, bio like they're, they're, this is bioweapon research that's under the guise of vaccine production. That's what Dr. Boyles pointed out. That's what's yeah. happening. But just to call it that, I, you know, I don't ultimately know, but yeah, they're, they're, they're conducting another research location with China to do exactly this kind of research how is that even possible with what we know on definition or on record they've done up until this point and even openly getting caught changing the terminology that they use to reference gain of function going no no we're not doing that we're doing eppp you dummy it's like yeah, yeah. You, that was like 30 seconds ago you changed the title these people are, are i think they're aware of that they're losing control of this you know and they're yeah. trying to change the definition of herd immunity and vaccine and everything else to try to mm -hmm. paint the picture differently you know but that's a little bit of wishful thinking. I mean, you know, I, it, it could have been planned this way, but I don't think so. Yeah. And, and then, so that makes our job easy because for them, it's like the old saying, like, oh, what tangled webs we weave, you know, because like, they're just, they're having to just, it's like trying to hold all these, uh, like beach balls underwater at the same time. And you just can't do it. And it's just like, you just you can't for us. All we have to do is sit back and just be like, nope, you know, like here's this fact, here's that fact, here's this, here's that. I mean, sorry, you know, it's super easy. You know, we don't have to, <laughs> we don't have to play these immense games. It always, you know? it has always been that way though. That yeah. even in my yeah. time doing this, this is what I always point out. This is why I think this whole COVID-19 thing is for multiple reasons, so incredible. I mean, not only is this, in my opinion, the biggest thing that we've ever seen in our lifetimes, if not yeah. ever. I mean, when have we ever seen an entire global action like this? Yeah. It's never happened, I don't think, ever, right? But, th but then you also, I mean, I, I feel like I just lost another point there that it was something else, but I, I ultimately think it's pretty clear that this is something that is coordinated, obviously. I, oh, yeah. I, I lost that point. Go ahead. Jump in there. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. Well, okay. Yeah. So, so the coordination piece, you know, um, they're, they're learning too. They're learning a lot. So that's another reason why we have to stay very vigilant about what's to come. Oh, uh, this, this probably, this, yeah, go. Point. Well, so you were saying that, you know, that they, they, uh, oh shoot, I'm going to lose it again. I can't believe I keep doing this. It's, it's, it's just basically, uh, you know, they, they, they construct their whole narrative around lies and deception. And then we just have to just kick back and just rely on the truth and we're good. Oh, okay, yeah. good. So from the beginning, yeah. the idea is that it's never been this clear. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what the other part of it was that it's, I've never seen it this obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, you look at like 9-11 for instance, or anything yeah. else. 9-11 is sort of a bad example because there's a lot of evidence there too. But a lot of these events in the past, it, it, it eventually kind of boils down to like a leaked document or yeah. something. And then they just undermine that document and go, well, it came from this weird group, you know, whatever. And, and then it becomes the conspiracy theorist theorizing about how and why based on their previous actions versus the narrative and the, you know, but that's not the same thing as happening today. I mean, really take a moment to stand back and look. I mean, this is unbelievable. Like you're pointing out, that's actually how this is right now. Well, we don't have to spin these narratives. It's right there. Here's the yeah. peer reviewed science. Here's 20 random controlled trials that are saying that you're an idiot, you know, yeah. and, and, and it, it, that just doesn't change. So it just yeah. shows you how, why I feel like this is sort of an end game scenario, right? They're going way yeah. over the top. They're exposing themselves to a very large degree to keep this going, I think. You know, yeah. and so that's interesting. I just want people to think about that. Like ask James Corbett how clearly different this is from when he started. I mean, it's night and mm -hmm. day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then, and then, so we can't, like I said, we can't let them get away with it, but also they're, they're going to take a step back. They're going to regroup. They're going right. to figure out where, how they lost and like, you know, how to, how to overcome that the next time. And then they're going to roll something out again. I mean, that's what they do best. So we got to just stay on top of it guys. And we're just going to keep talking. We're just going to keep putting out this information. And, uh, I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it feels great to be on the right side of history. You know, I'll yeah, be able to, yeah. like we always say, we'll be able to tell our grandkids, like, you know what? Back in the meme wars of 2020 and 2022, you know, I was, I was on the right side, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's not something we should, you know, it, it's, it's, that's a really valid, real point to think about. And it, even if, even if you're wrong, we'll yeah. put it that way too, right? The, yeah. the act of standing up for what you believe is right is yeah. so powerful. And that doesn't always mean that you're actually right, but it just, it's an integrity factor, right? Absolutely. It, this is what I point to people like in the early, when this first started, I mean, really think about how many people stood up at the most contentious time the Butars and Mikovits, these people that got, that right now are even kind of kicked off even in regard to the, yeah. the current circle fighting back. It's like, they're still yeah. kind of on the crazy side, which I don't even know why that is, right? Yeah. They were the first ones to brave this thing, you know, and they're being vindicated, you know? Yeah. And that, that's a hard thing to do, to stand up in the early days. And, you know, now it's becoming a little more acceptable like we're seeing with the mainstream media, you know, people deserve yeah. that credit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, Ryan. Well, thank you so much, man. Dude, this has been so, such an honor to have you on once again, man. Like, I just, you know, all the respect in the world. I just just keep doing what you're doing, man. We need you so bad right now more than anything. And so I know you've been deplatformed and censored right and left all over the place. So uh, you've got multiple sites and you got Super You and The Last American Vagabond. But what's the best place that you want to send people to follow you social media wise and to catch all your content? Absolutely. And, and thank you for that. I, you know, I yeah. agree. I, I hope you keep this up as well. I love the new yep. show and I'm, and I'm, awesome. glad, to be, I'm glad to be the, uh, the beginning episode. Yes. Yes. Um, it's, it's, uh, the, as I always say, and this is what I, I will continue to say, and this is so important, even again, even with platforms that I, that I think are on our side to essentially do not let them be the conduit between you and our information. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have a website, Scott, or, you know, working you, on it, go to his website, right? Subscribe yeah. to him directly. That's actually, I just, said. I just bought the domain yesterday. So it's rebunked.news. Nice. Bam. Good, there good. It is. I like yeah. it. And, and that's in the point because, you know, you can still subscribe to whatever Odyssey or yeah. whatever else, and you'll probably get the notifications. They're, they're, they're a good, great platform, a super you, yeah. whatever else. The problem, though, is that you you want to, who knows what happens tomorrow? You want to be in direct connection with Scott or myself so then we can send out emails directly to you and say, here's what just happened. I don't have internet connection. I don't, you know, whatever else. That's what needs to happen. That's so important. But the lastamericanvagabond.com, that's where you should go, subscribe, stay attuned, make sure you see what's going on there. All the different articles coming out from Robert and Whitney and and uh, and Derek and Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Hudak and her reports. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, that continue to come out. But I would say the platform-wise, 
superu.net is a good place to go. They just rolled out the super you shout, which is like a super chat awesome. and you've got donations and everything else. And it's, you know, that's the, and then you got Odyssey and Rockfin and mm-hmm. uh bit shoot, you know, there, there's a lot of good places out there fighting for us. Awesome. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much, brother. And, uh, yeah, so kind of the rumor on the street is is I'm getting a heck out of Oregon, and so that's kind of in the making. And I and sure. I think Tennessee is the destination that I'm coming sure. out with a friend. So we're we're kind of making a mass migration off the out of the the captured state of Oregon, and hopefully maybe we'll next time see you in real life. So yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll start a band or something. I think that's a great idea. That's a great <laughs> idea. All right, Ryan. Well, thank you so much, brother. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and we'll catch up soon. You too. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye bye.